Hey guys, this is Alex. This is John. <laughs> yes. Finally returning to Finally the returning to the internet. Sorry for our long absence. It's Did you been... put the Logan review up <laughs> online, Alex? Well, when people listen to this, yes, I will. Oh, have. yes, so then we will have. <laughs> yes. Um, so, if you've just listened to the Logan review, it's been a very quick week because you can now click yeah, over to our. The Logan review, which is totally online. Yes, the first part of our. We're going to do two parts, I think. We are. Yeah. Uh, first part of our look at Matt Wagner's Grendel, which. The first bit is I've. It's been really hard for me to say Wagner because I did German at school, so I keep wanting to call him Matt Wagner. Um, Can we just call him Matt Wagner, Wagner which sounds normal? Please. But I've actually like heard people speak to him and they just Matt Wagner because he's American, and it sounds really, really weird. No, no, because I want to interview Matt Wagner on the podcast one Matthew day Wagner. and call him that, and he'll burst into tears and be like, <laughs> "Finally, someone knows how to pronounce my name properly." <laughs> oh my god! So we don't know how to pronounce yeah, his yeah. name, is what we're saying. We're the worst <laughs> podcast on this. Yeah, yeah. So Grendel, which that's not quite true because Kevin. Smith has a podcast. <laughs> so, yes, yes, yeah, we're getting salty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you Stanley <laughs> loves him. Still so talented, Stanley. <laughs> so creative. Um, so Grendel is really interesting because it's not really one thing that you can you can't really describe Grendel all of it in one go. You can describe some of it in one go, but not really all of it. So the the long story short of it is Grendel is um, Matt Wagner's kind of career and when we say career is literally from when he started drawing comics too he released a graphic novel like two years ago yeah. career long um project with with his characters involved in Grendel but Grendel Grendel is an identity that people take up yeah. um and I, it goes I, all the way from the I, 80s I would, I would to like to try and explain future. this because right, I'm John, quite lucky trying. because Alex read Grendel a long time ago I've literally read it all in the last month <laughs> yes. I've literally read how many thousands of pages of comics in the probably last about month? I want to say about two and a half thousand yeah, probably yeah maybe a bit more than that yeah. Yeah. some of it's quite dense because that includes some novels yeah, uh, yeah exactly which is true exactly um, yeah so it's like I really sort of enjoyed Grendel but Alex told me about this last year I was like okay well John John it's about this crime law Lord, and his entire life story is told in the first issue, and he fights a wolf, <laughs> yes. and like, and then other people take up his thing, mm. and the later stories fill in the gaps in his life, and that was essentially how Grendel was yeah. described to me. Yeah, I think yeah. that's about right. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, Hunter Rose is my favorite Grendel. He's a jerk. Right. He becomes a crime lord. Yeah. He fights a wolf, and then all these other people take up his identity into the far future. Yeah, and that's where Grendel gets a bit weird. He gets very weird, but I think Hunter Rose is definitely the the easiest entry point because he's certainly the easiest to explain yeah. um, and the easiest yeah. character to, to kind of get whereas the far future ones can are very like very esoteric and out there and Hunter Rose weird. is um, he writes him with tremendous conviction so Hunter Rose is the first Grendel yeah. and we should talk a little bit about the now because I got the collections off Alex and I sort of um, because the order they're collected in isn't actually the order of publication yeah so, this, so or these are the omnibuses that Dark Horse yes. put out because they have put out trades yes. of the various stories that's but true. omnibuses are all by chronological in terms of the comics own chronology internal yes. chronology so because what I found very interesting which I didn't realise when mm. I first read it but came and I was trying to piece together mm. the publication order is that Hunter Rose is literally in one story and that's Devil by the Deeds mm. that's what it's called yeah. isn't it and that's like his life from start to end then chronologically it leaps into the Grendel comic which is 50 issues and that's that's where you have the second Grendel Christine mm. Spar 
all the way through the, um, let's see, the third... There's Brian, Brian Lee Song is the third, third one, which fact, is her boyfriend. The, all of the Grendels are yeah. in the Grendel comic, page yeah. 1 to 15. Yeah. And the Grendel comic takes you well into the far future. Like the twenty, like the 2500s, yeah. like far future, so yeah. very so, far. <laughs> so you can tell it's like, okay, we start with a crime lord in the 80s, and then we're sort of finishing <laughs> up you know, hundreds and hundreds of years from now in the yeah. post-apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> and that's essentially the interesting, that's the path of Grendel. Mm. But then after the Grendel series finishes, um, he starts to go back, and he starts to flesh things out. And, this is in the mid-90s, right? I would love it if this is, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is mid-90s. I'd love it if one of our listeners popped in and sort of corrected us, because yeah. judging on the publication dates, it seems like the second ever Hunter Rose story is, in fact, Batman Grendel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. That seems really weird to me. Yeah. That seems really, and it's a fantastic story. Yeah. And then there is a collection of um, short stories about Hunter with where Matt Wagner teams up with different artists. Yeah. And they're all in black and white and red. Yeah. And then... Well, after all this is done, you finally get the um, Behold the Devil which miniseries, is, yeah. which is like almost like a capstone to the entire series, but there's also a Hunter Rose story. Mm. So it's like going back to the very beginning to do one more story about where it began. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is sort of... That and then is, two years ago, he had a Versus the Shadow yes, thing as well, because yeah, Matt Wagner yeah. writes the Shadow and Dynamite's like, just do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, okay. I feel like... That, <laughs> okay, so we might... We might so, well, this is all quite complex. Yeah. I feel like we might start talking about all of Hunter Rose, keeping in mind that Hunter Rose is at the very start, yeah. but then there's a big gap, all this other stuff happens, and then yeah. he sort of gets returned to. Yeah. And it's quite interesting that most of the recent stuff has actually been Hunter Rose, the original Grendel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think... I'll also because I really love um, Devil by the Deed, which is kind of like it's not really an issue. It's almost like a you want to say graphic novel because that's kind of the only way to describe it, or because it's like it's a graphic story in one volume. I describe it. it as one of those illustrated novels. Yeah, like yeah illustrated like novels. The yeah, yeah. one I got last yeah, yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of text, and then there's a bit of there's drawings, yeah. and it's all very stylized. It's been compared to like stained glass windows. Yeah, where you have like a tableau on each page. Exactly. Yeah, and so it's it's yeah. really like if you don't like it's it's one of the few ones. Um, drawn by Matt Wagner because he a lot of the Grendel ongoing series he doesn't draw himself which mm. is a real shame and I can understand I mean you know he's the poor man like you know he's not he's not made of stone um, but yeah basically his his art style I really really love and he uses yeah. this kind of great kind of almost art deco style and layout in Devil yeah. Devil by the Deed um, and the basic premise is Hunter Rose which is not his real name even you don't I don't think you ever find out his real name oh. he ta- he takes the name. Oh. Um, Hunter Rose, because basically he's just, yeah. he's like a child prodigy, he's great at everything. Um, he, he grows up in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. And his classmates don't like him because he's weird and yeah, evil. He's weird and evil, yeah. So yeah. he goes to, he goes on a fencing, goes to a fencing tournament, I think in England, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, his fencing trainer is one Jocasta Rose, and basically, even though she's, he's like 16 or whatever, whatever the, li- like, I think, well, yeah. barely skirts the yeah. little age. But, um, but she and Hunter have a passionate love affair, and then she dies. Um, and basically he's like, well, you know, like, she was the first thing in his life that kind of gave him any kind of feeling because he was just so good at everything else. Um, and she kind of matched him in his wits and, you know, everything like that. And he really loved her. So they he had sex him. montages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he, he names himself Hunter Rose kind of after her. And he comes She's up. terminally ill and she yeah. passes away. They have a brief time together. Yeah. And Hunter's like, well, I've, I've basically, I want to conquer things now. Yeah. So I'm going to become a crime lord. Yeah. And it's really good. It's really interesting because he just sets himself out saying, well, you know, like he, he starts off as the assassin Grendel, yeah. which is, um, 
Um, and I mean, like, I can't, I could go on forever, but his character design is so simple, but it's so good. Like, it's yeah. just a single body sock. He's got his electric, long electric fork and his crazy, crazy awesome mask. Which, which is, is predates Spawn. Pre- yes, predates Spawn. Um, and Venom, I'm pretty sure. I'm so sure it predates oh, Venom. We'll have to check, we'll the have to check that we'll out. We'll have to check the dates on Venom yeah, we'll, in particular. We'll get back to you on that. But yeah, he's, um, well, if I, anything, it's a little bit, it's, uh, like, you can see the Spider Man mask as a template, mm. but it's incredibly iconic. It's a wonderful design. Yeah, and it's great what they do with it throughout the series, too. Yeah. But basically, he starts off as an assassin in New York, and he starts killing more and more people, and then he realizes he's also smarter than everyone else as well, so he may as well kill his rivals and essentially, you know, take over the city. So he becomes this crime lord who runs everything in New York City, but he's also doing all his own dirty work because he's the best at what he does. So he's kind of just, you know, a one-man crime empire. Um, I think the thing I love about Hunter mm-hmm. Rose, even from the very start, is he's a very... Is that Matt Wagner writes him with this incredible conviction. Mm. He's a very well-realised character. You could think of him as a dark Batman. I know Mark Miller sort of tried that. Yeah. Uh, and being Mark Miller, fucked it, it up. up. Yeah, this is... I love how we just basically just said fucked it up at he, the same time. He did. He really he did. did. Um, but Matt Wagner kind of nails it because it's just one individual that wants to excel, that's very driven, mm. is kind of a dickhead. Yeah, it's not just he's, like... He's kind of a fuckwit, really. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's the thing, the difference. It's really interesting, actually, that you brought yeah. up the differences to uh, Mark Miller's... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Nemesis or whatever, whatever it's called, that garbage. But um, basically, yeah, his version of evil Batman is the guy's a rich guy and he does horrific things to people. And Hunter Rose does do horrific things to people, yeah. but he does them like with style and sophistication. And the important thing is that even if they're not really, because there's nothing really sophisticated about killing a room full of people, yeah. Hunter thinks he's being sophisticated. He does. He's so convinced. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just killed seven cops with my twirly sword. <laughs> oh, oh, aren't I just, yeah. aren't I just a fetching yeah. dandy? And then he's just like, yeah, parting quip, you know. Whereas, I feel like he and Mr. Burns would have a fantastic time, <laughs> yeah. you know. Whereas uh, Miller's yeah. one is just like, oh, I'm going to like, you better do what I say or I'm going to blow up your unborn baby, you know, in the stomach of this person. I've impre- yeah. like, It's just crazy, whereas, you one know. Day, I, one day they'll make a really good yeah. movie off that, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as happens to Mark Miller property. Yeah. And, yeah. whereas, whereas for Hunter like that's yeah. like that's too that's like Hunter's too smart to use brute force and it's about he, the, well, and that's why he's, and he, he's such a well realised character for Hunter mm. it's about the challenge is like he he can't he wouldn't see any point in that because it's about proving that he's the best yeah exactly it's about basically and they, they talk about striking and shining yeah know, exactly the sense of drive and determination yeah, that comes yeah. with it how basically he goes he sort of creating himself yeah and he wants the ultimate metal and with, with the wolf Argent we'll get to mm. when they have their final confrontation he basically he says I was only as great as I was because I had you there to fight me. Yeah, exactly. Because because I finally I had an opponent that would actually make yeah. me stronger. Yeah. You know, before that I never really had my true nemesis. Yeah, and I love I love that he's also his civilian life. He's a he's a like a world acclaimed novelist as well. Like yeah. he's not he's yeah. not like, you know, how Bruce Wayne sometimes gets done. Like obviously in the in the Batman universe, Bruce Wayne is well known, but like he kind of it kind of seems like, you know, he kind of downplays himself a bit. He has a lot of philanthropy people behind the scenes but he's hardly kind of out there in people's faces whereas Hunter Rose is like a best-selling novelist he gives interviews all the time and you just get the feeling that like he just gets off on being like so public and no one knows who he is I think also it's like and that's one of the (laughs) jokes Grant Morrison and other Batman writers have made basically Mm. is that no one suspects that 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 Batman is Bruce Wayne because it's like what if one famous person was another famous person (laughs) you know it just makes no sense yeah yeah exactly you know it's like how can Bruce you know it's like saying no no and Madonna is Batwoman yeah 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 it's just like you go like okay that that sounds insane yeah yeah so I love I love that Hunter's like what I I loved what I loved about Hunter as this is speaking as a writer I love how Hunter was basically like okay I had a relationship with the girl didn't work well then I wrote my first novel and a month later I killed a dude 
it's like somehow those things are related. I'm really just proving them great, guys. Look how great I am. I wrote a best-selling novel. I'm a genius. And I yeah. murdered a dude, so that means I'm about yeah. morality. And I think I think yeah. what's really um really interesting is that about Hunter is that he really is like he's just evil. Like it's yeah. like you like it's not like say even like the Punisher where you know like with the right way like say Garth Ennis yeah. you can get you can have even like very dark humor the Punisher killing guys and stuff like that like Hunter is just so evil and he just he kills people solely for his own benefit yeah. no, never anybody else's and if it's benefiting someone else it's because that person's benefit benefits him it's never anybody else he's, he can be very petty as well like yes. when they leak that thing there's <laughs> a story petty. about how they leak something to a snitch and yeah, then yeah. he hunts down the snitch later just because he's not feeling good that day yeah. <laughs> yes you that's know? right that's like part of the contrast because it's like mm. he's very he's very able mm. um he's a terrifying presence he's slow so he's, he can be very petty he can be very because he's because he knows he's just naturally better he can be very arrogant yeah and he can be very um he can be almost careless he, he's the type that coasts on natural talent yeah and there's the the um the wagner matt the matt wagner shadow crossover is delight yeah because <laughs> it's a crossover where he un, matt wagner just understands the shadow to, mm. to this incredible degree and I understands his show. Rose. Yeah. um and then he just throws them together and it's a fantastic story. You have um, the, the premise of it, and it's very perfunctory. It's like, so good. It is. I love how he just sort of does it in the first it's few pages. It's very comics as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Hunter gets a magic spell, and he travels back in time. And the first thing he does when he travels back in time, and this is, by the way, I think the most recent yeah. in the Grendel side is, we published. Yeah, yeah. Hunter travels back in time, and his first response is, oh, I'm in the 20s. Oh, well, I guess I, guess I better write a best-selling novel and become a crime lord. <laughs> I love that, yeah, he doesn't even try to go back to his own time, and he even thinks that, like, oh, with, like, my foreknowledge, like, I can actually, like, make it become even more powerful, you know? Like, but it's, like, and the thing, <laughs> the thing that just made me laugh so much is, like, the first thing he wants to do is, like, he's, he sells, he, like, sells a novel, and he wants to be on the New York cover, and then he's, like, he's at a fucking cocktail party, just trash-talking all these writers from the 20s, like Hemingway, yes. and there's a dig at John Dos Passos, which oh, really? I really enjoyed because he's a bit obscure, so yeah. props to Matt Wagner for knowing oh, because John Dos Passos is your typical like wanted to um, write the great American novel yeah. never did because it's like his attempt really actually wasn't that amazing oh dear so it's like I felt like it, I felt like he was like Doctor Evil travelling back in time but the literary version like well, wow you know um, here are some songs I wrote uh, John Dos Passos for, you know and oh god that Fitzgerald dude he's a bit of an alcoholic isn't it I wonder if his wife does some of the, you know it's like that's the kind of like because he really he he um I think he's a, Hunter is aware that he never really gets challenged. Yeah. And on the rare cases where he's challenged by an equal, and it only really happens yeah. in the crossovers, in the Batman versus yeah. the... In the incredibly unrealistic Batman Grendel <laughs> yes. and the Batman show, because it's particularly particularly Grendel Shadow, where like he's fighting someone that's very just as crazy as he is. <laughs> yeah, and also has mystical powers. And also has here. mystical powers, yeah. you know. And it's like... <laughs> it has an overblown rancid prose style as well <laughs> yes. so it's like they have poetry battles you know it's like and then I love the shadow that has the sick burn on like when, when Grendel's wounded in yeah. his encounter with the shadow the shadow's like oh I see you run out of quotations yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like well thank you shadow yeah and I, feel, I think that's yeah. one of the most interesting things about yeah. like um, about Hunter is that he like he really doesn't face a lot of challenges and it's kind of like it's it's and like all credit to Ragnar for doing it well because it would be so easy to make his stories boring and you can almost see why he moved on from you very quickly because yeah. if you have a protagonist who instantly beats everyone like that's not a 
challenging story. Like, even Batman, who is the best at everything, like, Batman is always yeah. challenged whether you're putting his friends and family in danger yeah. or whatever. Whereas Hunter doesn't really care about anyone but Hunter, yeah. and he's better than everyone already, so you can't really be like, what's going to happen? That's a very interesting point. Yeah, this issue's like, month of Grendel. Will Hunter write another best-selling novel? <laughs> yes, he did. Like, well, that was boring. You know? I, so that's why they, the, sort of the original Grendel story mm. is about the death of Grendel as well. Yeah. And it's about his downfall, mm. because he and his nemesis, who's this sort of Native American werewolf called Argent, yeah. are both um, both have a relationship with this young girl. Oh, I, then, might, yeah. I might point out as well, one yeah. thing I really did love, just as yeah. an aside, is that Argent, it's never explained like why he's this half wolf guy that's been around for apparently maybe centuries yeah. he just lives in the city and people are like um well that Grendel guy's causing problem the police aren't helping let's get the magic half wolf man to help out and he's like yeah I will and you're like okay and I just love yeah. that like it's that kind of great world building where he like yeah. Wagner knows telling you the reason wouldn't make it better yeah. you just kind of oh wow that's this kind of world you know anyway that's, uh, that's, I think you actually made a very interesting point because mm. it's with a character like this who never really gets challenged mm. Um, even Argon is very carefully chosen as a nemesis because yeah. Argon never seems to really be a brilliant policeman. Yeah, no. he's, he's almost like he's like Scooby Doo essentially. Was Old Man Hunter Rose? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's like Argent's quite brutal, and they yeah. sort of and and almost as way more callous. And mm. there's lots of he doesn't you know he's like the Punisher, but just you know works for the cops and is really just a really nasty piece of work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like I feel like they've weighted the scales so basically there's no sort of white hat you can really root for in the Hunter mm. Rose stories it's just, it's very tragic in a, in, it a, in, a, in a very classical sense yeah. like it's just everything is sad and structurally it's like having it all confined to that first sort of short mm. story Devil by the Deed and then and that's the thing that really fascinated me about the early ones is that um, not the early ones but the Hunter yeah. Rose stories is because they're, they're very artistically delivered mm. is like the, the short stories are these little or very um, so you have the sort of black white and red mm which are actually um, the black, white, and red, which are actually the sort of all these different creative people doing black yeah. and white with a bit of red stories. And they're very short stories. They're very short, yeah. but they sort of play with the medium a lot. Yeah. Like, some are almost illustrated novels, yeah. some are stylistically a bit weird. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool, but they're always filling in little dots or little mm. little bits of, like, there's, like, the... One of my favourite splash pages of Devil by the Deed is when the 12 crime families all die, mm. and you see, like, these little slivers in a pie chart. Yeah, yeah. And that all gets elaborated on in another story, and that's really cool. Um, I have to correct myself, though, because at the end of um, the second volume, mm. so after the Christine Spa stories and after the other guy yeah. and her boyfriend, they have um, they have two story, two Hunter Rose stories, and those are actually part of the original Grendel one. Oh, so yes. they would have actually been can- canonically the second. Yeah. But yeah. Hunter Rose isn't sort of the main character. That's those. right, they just talk about him. It's the yeah. captain who's... Um, one, of the, my, one of my favourites was that crazy police procedural one where it's these tiny little panels. Yeah. I don't want to think how... Like, maybe 16 panels to mm. the page. Um, very, very dense, very complex noir story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so those are actually part of the original Grendel title. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'd actually forgotten about that, mm. which does predate um, Batman Grendel. See how complex this is starting it's to get. It's crazy, yeah. It is kind of crazy. But, yeah, Hunter is a very well-realised character. Yeah. And it really shines through the conviction he's written. But I think you're right, Alex, that it's not really going to sustain an ongoing title. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, well, what's how's, how Hunter's going to kill someone with grace yeah, and feel yeah. good about himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, sorry, and I'm yeah. not, sorry, I took, pulled us off track before. You, so yeah. you're talking about um, Stacy. So Stacy's basically yeah. this little girl Hunter saves. And it's it's one of the, it's one of the thing, a really, really smart move by Wagner because it mm. adds a lot of... Um, wrinkles to his character because basically um, through a series of events, you know, that, that Hunter plans, uh, Stacy's uncle gets killed yeah. um, and he adopts Stacy. So he doesn't kill the uncle to adopt her, but he's kind of like, well, 
like, if that happens, I'll adopt her. And then he's like, oh, yeah. And you kind of get this weird... He's got this weird paternalistic feeling towards her, like he wants to raise her in his own kind of image. But you also, get, again, get the feeling it's very much about what Hunter wants. He doesn't actually care about her. He just likes the idea of him having a ward, you know, and, like, again, that's another interesting anti-Batman yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, very deliberately. Um, but she, the, the wrinkle in it is that she's also good friends with Argo uh, uh, the Wolf. And so the... Um, I mean, spoilers here for the devil, by the dude. It's only, like, 40 pages or something. But um, And you find it all when you read it. But basically... Um, I can't remember exactly how it happens because it's been some time since I read it. it just like go, yeah. Well, ago. do you want to explain how Hunter's downfall comes about because of... Well, basically, Stacey. Hunter sets a trap for the wolf at a giant mm. party and Hunter's, of course, That's in the right, audience yeah. because Hunter's a dick. <laughs> yes, he, like, sets up a hologram with, like, a scent thing to confuse yeah. it so basically makes Argent look like an idiot by having him jump through a skylight and fall down yeah, in front of the crowd. Yeah, Looking yeah. like an incompetent jerk. Yeah, yeah. And it feels a bit weird and artificial but then Stacy being, being the way she is is a bit like... Her name's Stacy, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. I say she's so a bit sure, like, yeah. oh god, I used to think that wolf was cool, but that wolf's not He's cool. Uncle Hunter is actually just this jerky idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it backfires on Hunter because um, Stacy, rather than just not liking Argon, and, mm. you know, starts to actually just not really give a shit about anything. She yeah. becomes this little emo little girl. Yeah, well, she's only six, to be fair. She's, she's like, a, yeah, yeah. she, become, she becomes an emo six year old. <laughs> Um, and then, and then Hunter basically regrets that because he loses something that actually meant something to mm. him. And she actually finds out who Hunter is, and she actually engineers his downfall essentially by um, plotting for Argent and Hunter to face off the final time. Yeah. So she's basically like the informant that um, I think she call- just literally calls them and is like. Uh, Grendel's going to be here at this time, and then calls Grendel and is like, oh, "It's going to be here at this time." And yeah. They both just rock up. I and think. It's like, I think when you put oh. it that way, it's actually a very good master plan, is it? Yeah, no. She it's she just call, she just arranges for them both to be in the same point. But holy I holy shit, that's like, a, yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember. I think I think she does something as well to kind of like make their spirits a bit more like you know like kind of. Fight so I think for, she like, pretends to be kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, to, yeah. So to then, make them fight each other. That's right. Because and Hunter's so, like You've taken something that's mine, and and Arjun's like, "Give back the little girl." So yeah. So if you um so. It's in the in Devil by the Deed. You mm. don't actually hear what they say to each other that night. Mm. But if you read the first collection, mm. so much much later, yeah. sort of decades later in the publication order, yeah, really, they actually revisited that and they showed you the events in their conversation mm. in Argent and Hunter had mm. that great conversation where Hunter basically says, "You inspired me to be greater." You know, yeah. it's like I really I loved what I was doing. You know, don't yeah. no regrets. Yeah, I love no that. regrets. I, I love that he. Yeah, I love that he has no regrets as well. Like you, yeah. it would be very classical for him to be like, you know, oh no. You know, like someone take care of Stacy, or you know, like he has some kind of last redeeming moment. But basically, he's just like, oh, he paralyzes Argon as well, and he's basically like, well, you killed me, but I fucked you pretty bad, and that was a good crime run. So, like, yeah, yeah whatever, ha ha, like, I was so evil, yeah. And everyone's just left to kind of pick up with a massive fallout of like, you know, it's like imagine if J.K. Rowling was like a super criminal, like, like you know, who killed hundreds of people, like. It just kind of like it shatters people's lives, you know, in intimate ways and massive ways. And Argent's yeah. kind of like, even though he's won, he's kind of lost everything because yeah. even then, like, Stacy still has this weird feeling towards him because he still killed her uncle because mm. there's complicated feelings. He's paralyzed. Everyone still thinks he's a freak because, like, they kind of only tolerated him because he helped out with Grendel. And there's just this, it's just devastation. And you just get the feeling, like, Hunter just gives no fucks. Like, even in yeah. death, he'd just be like, ha ha ha. Like, well, like, great. he made it, he was clearly yeah. evil from the start. And I think there's a lot of, there's, because Grendel yeah. is very much associated with the devil mm. and I find it, I find the naming actually fascinating because Grendel is of course the monster from yes. Beowulf so the first monster in many ways mm. 
Um, and there's, there, are, there are indications, as we'll get into, that Grendel is mm. passes to new people. Yeah. But also Hunter may not have been the first one that it may have just mm. been sort of stretching back perhaps to even the, yeah. you know, the Grendel of antiquity. <laughs> yes, that's right. But you can definitely tell that uh, when yeah. he's playing, like that name Grendel, because the whole yin and yang of like yeah. Hunter and Argon are meant to be like Beowulf and Grendel. But the flip side is that this time the hero, the theoretical yeah. hero, is this horrible, ugly wolf man. Why? an actual monster. Yeah. And our real monster is the very suave, debonair, like, you know, yeah. guy who you would think isn't the monster, but he but he is. I don't know, I just feel like for me it's like I could never connect hundred percent with um with um Hunter Rose trying to be all suave and cool well, I, just I, like, I, I'm just like you're just too much of an asshole. I'm but, sorry. But that's what and that's what I think um Wagner does really well yeah. with that is that like Hunter is he's always yeah, he's very enigmatic and very watchable. So you're never bored when he's on screen, as it yeah. were, because you're like, no, I really want to see what Hunter's doing because he's always doing something interesting. Yeah, but you never like feel bad when stuff happens to him. Yeah, like I mean, I read Grendel and I. So felt in other words, Alex, you're saying that Hunter Rose is Daffy Duck? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, like I, when I read Grendel, like I just felt like it was just really depressing, like in a really good way, but it's yeah. kind of like a wow, like everything just like everything just sucks for these people, and like that's it, like there's no good guys. But it's 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 just such it's just so well done, you know. Like, and it would be so easy for him for Wagner to fall back on so many anti-hero tropes in Hunter, but he mm. really just goes the whole hog and just makes yeah. him like a dick. And I mean, he doesn't really become an anti-hero like John no. Constantine because there's very yeah. little redeeming about him, or even Magneto, right? Like, yeah. it's not like oh, he does these terrible things, but he has a reason. It's like no, Hunter just does terrible things because he can and he wants to. Well, because he, the world of Finn's national fencing wasn't satisfying <laughs> enough, <laughs> yes. and he had yeah, yeah, too yeah. much great sex. Yeah, so <laughs> he <laughs> decided to run yeah, yeah, yeah. murder people. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I, and like this is like all our discussion. This is only just from like essentially like you know a forty-page like you know yeah. like like book plus like little supplementaries. And I yeah. think the only times like there's a few times where Wagner goes and says like Grendel won't do this. Like Grendel, like you know, he kills a child pornographer. Oh god, uh, okay, this is the know. thing. I I, I know like, I know you didn't like it, but I mean, uh, I felt like you know that was. And I, I, yeah. I felt like he didn't need to be said because, you know, we, we all assume that you can be a debonair crime lord. Like, again, that, that kind of thing would be too vulgar. And, you like, yeah. I, I, like you know, I automatically internalised Hunter would never do X many things, like, be, yeah. just because that's not the kind of evil he is. Like, yeah. he still does horrible things and he's still definitely evil, but Hunter would never, you know, like, well, rape, or, like rape anyone because it, well, that's not how he gets it, his jolly With deliberate so. punishment yeah. contrast, but the punish will never kill mm. a cop. Grendel will go out of his way just for funsies to kill cops. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he just does. Because he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and they sort of, they, they deliberately squash a lot of the anti-hero tropes, as you say, mm. where he doesn't really just, oh, I've got my redeeming thing, with some really, really stupid exceptions. So- and I felt like the, because um, it's like there's a recurring theme, and I feel like it was mm. almost tempting to make him, almost, oh, well, you know, he hates child porn. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, like, what kind of, everyone does, you, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, like, like everyone. Um, I was it's like, where are we drawing the moral line on this, Hunter Rose? You yeah. Know? It's like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll do all this other fucked up shit to innocent bystanders, but oh my yeah. god, the innocence of children needs to be protected. Yeah. I was like, really, Hunter? Well, I think... I and, mean, and of course, his stance on um, his stance on homosexuality. <laughs> yes! No, I, I love yes. that. I almost took yeah. it. So basically, it was, yeah. it was actually a promotional comic for yeah. like a, like a, you know, it gets better kind of thing. And it's yeah. basically, there's a good in Grendel's gang just a like low-level guy yeah. and he gets teased for being gay and Grendel just rocks up and just slaughters his teasers and is like, you know, as long as you're a good criminal, I don't care who you bag. And I, I really, like, yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those things where yeah. it, it's kind of like not really necessary to the character, but look, I, I did get a kick out of it, like, yeah. in terms of, you could read the subtext of like, not even horrible mass murdering crime lords are homophobes, like, 
you know, like... Yeah, like, pretty much. Like, you know, you can be perfectly evil otherwise, but, like, that's beneath even them. And also, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a, like, I can understand the spirit of which it was done. I'm willing to yeah, kind of give it a spirit pass. Make, it makes sense, yeah. It's a bit like seeing um, Colin Firth kill the church full of racists in uh, Kingsman. You've, have you seen Kingsman? You, well, you should, because there's a fantastic five-minute, beautifully choreographed fight of Colin Firth essentially just killing a church full of incredible racists. I have and seen it, everyone's heads and explode. It, and it, yeah, and it's, it's, just, it's yeah. just very cathartic. Like, yeah. not that I would ever condone any killing, yeah. and nor do I, but yeah. it's that kind of, like, fictional catharsis, and it's the same with, like, Grenell, where it's like, you know... Grenell's so, like, right, welcome, welcome to the Firth. Splash Panel. We support fictional catharsis. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Right. Um, but, yeah, look, I think Hunter's... I think he's really, really interesting, because... You keep like he's a very very like, dense character. Like he's very simple on one level, but he's just the like the fact that my mind is always trying to figure out like you know what is his deal because Wagner never really goes out and says like well this is Hunter Rose's you know like this is this is all of him and this is what he stands. But Hunter for. loves to write, and this is another Punisher. Mm. So like, he loves to write shit down. Yeah, he does. Boy, this. does he ever like to write shit down? <laughs> yeah. Here are here are my generals. Yeah, here yeah. are my journals, which may in fact be evil journals. <laughs> yeah. Don't read my evil journals <laughs> of evil. Yes, exactly. They're filed under the evil section yeah. of your public library. Yeah, um, they make you evil. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I just love that. Like, um, he, like Hunter, you know, he's almost like Wagner says, "Hey, wouldn't, wouldn't you like?" He, it's almost like he invites you in to kind of be that wish fulfillment fantasy of, you know, wouldn't you love to be a debonair, you know, mil- multi-millionaire with control of everything? Just be like, well, actually, if you I, like that, you'd be a dick because I would, Hunter is a dick. I would really love to be back in the 1920s at cocktail parties, really just banging <laughs> on John Dos Passos. Yeah, as apparently um, that's Hunter's idea of a good time. Yeah, and I, I just, yeah, I just love that every time, like. I feel like in the stories, especially the expanded ones, because it doesn't really happen in Devil by D, but every time Hunter feels like, you know, he might be getting a reprieve, you're like, well, maybe he's not that bad. It's just like, no, he does something really nasty, or yeah. he, he's just a real dick, and he's, he's like, just like, set, oh, He's, he's setting like, out to be as evil as he possibly can, because yeah. he doesn't really care. Yeah, exactly. And, and because he can. Man, I think it's definitely a tribute to Edgar that he manages to make a character really interesting that yeah. is also at the same time like, you know, if you were reading yeah. Voldemort the novel, you'd probably be bored because you're just like, well, Voldemort's just evil. Like, he doesn't have any internal conflict. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the really smart thing Wagner does with Hunter Rose's stories that he just tells it all right at the start and he goes, well, okay, this is how it ends, right? Yeah. So, all the little fill-in bits we get, it's just like, oh, this is what happened as part of this one arc we've already read. And it's short stories so it's take on other characters and they have yeah. other perspectives. Yeah, and, and I flesh out them, and that's why mm. the legend almost gets really nicely developed. Yeah, and I, I really like the little ones. It really, there's one that really I can't remember quite which one it was, but it really reminded me of the. Um, there's a really great uh, Spider-Man story by Greg Rucker by about yeah. one of the Kingpin's uh, thugs, and basically oh, yeah. um, he has to. The Kingpin has summoned him because he fucked up, um, and his wife's like, "Oh my god, you can't go!" And it's just about this incredible loyalty that the Kingpin has because the guy knows he's going to die, but he knows if he goes there and he does what's you know expected of him and dies. Yeah. Like, the kingpin will take care of his family financially yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just this really great, like, you know, I love those kind of um, street-level, if you were, looks at how, like, these really big characters impact, you know, inverted commas, ordinary people in the world mm. they live in. And it's just like, you know, why do people keep fighting for the kingpin when he's obviously evil? Well, because even if he kills you, he'll provide for your family. No, and, no, because yeah. he has a great dental plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, really, I think there was a couple of ones about, like, that uh, with the cops kind of tracking Grendel. And it's just yeah. like, from the cops' perspective, he is just like a nightmare because, you like, there's just... There's no way to catch him, and we, the readers, know they won't catch him. So it's he just actually, like, he's the only superpowered being, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and in the world of normal humans. Yeah, and it's it's, it's well, just, except for Argand. It, yeah, yeah, it's almost like watching a horror movie because it's just like I, whenever I get this churning feeling in my stomach, because you know 
know it's not going to end well for them. And these are the guys that, like, you know, if Greg Rucker was writing this, like, this would be, you know, like, the Gotham Central guys. And you know, reading Gotham Central, that, yeah, some of them might die, but in the end, they'll probably win in one way or another, even if they don't beat Catch the Bad Guy. They'll have yeah. a moral victory or something will, good will happen, ultimately. Yeah. But, like, yeah, and Grenell is just like, no, you just go against Grenell as a cop and you die. Like, and you lose everything in a horrible, in horrible ways. And it's, yeah. it's just this fact, it's like watching a train crash. I want to put it in the context of Matt Wagner's other work, because mm. his other long-running and unfinished series is called Made, which yeah. is essentially him doing his hero story. Yeah. Uh, so, Grendel started as a backup, so mm. this is like him almost by contrast doing his In the early story. 80s, you might add, so it's been going yeah, In the early 80s, and that's yeah. the thing that really struck me, finally finishing um, all mm. the collections, is the stuff he was doing in the late 80s. It was like, he, he was 90s before it was the thing. He was, mm. he was the 90s back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So the sort of particularly the 50 issue Grendel ongoing series mm. feels incredibly modern for its time. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It could be like if you said this was an image series published over the last five years I would believe you. Yeah. 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So it's like well, so Hunter Rose essentially so we've got the original one shot we've got all the sort of black and white short stories mm. and then we've got um, a few years ago he returned Hunter Rose for a story Behold the Devil mm. which was an anniversary mini series and a pretty fucking amazing one actually yeah it's really good um, drawn by Matt Wagner so oh, that we it's can beautiful yeah. and it's, that's what I love about Wagner is you can just see him grow so much as a writer and yeah. as an artist but the Behold the Devil returns to Hunter Rose and is like it has a montage at the end which is like mm. shows you basically where Hunter actually summons a demon yeah. and sees <laughs> the future he will inspire and this sort of the, the legacy of evil and then, then Grendel then Hunter's back in his den writing about um, yeah not for no fucking way Man, that was hallucination. <laughs> this is just this is just some crazy shit right here. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna burn this part of my diary. Yeah, I love that he's like, oh. and it ties up some loose ends. Like, yeah, yeah. there's one of his, the interesting supporting characters is his his jackal. His um, yeah, I love his that second guy. in command who's like bored socialite. Works it out. Goes, hey, you're obviously Grendel. No, no, I'm not going to tell anyone. I just want in because I know, <laughs> yes. I, I, I know everyone. I'm kind of a sociopath as well. Yeah, what's I'm fun, just, I'm just going to be a, you like your consigliere. I'm yeah, just exactly. going to be your bud. I'm just going to be like just hanging out with you. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I'll handle the social side of things. So you just be really good at the killing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a weird sort of buddy, almost like inverse of a buddy cop movie, really. Um, yeah. Buddy yeah. crime movie, but you get to find out what happens to him. And you get to sort of see Argent and Grendel fighting mm. their prime, and a few of the side characters from the short stories, like yeah. some detectives and journalists. That's right, yeah, yeah. And you see someone actually discover Hunter's identity, mm. which is sort of the, that's the story arc there. Um, yeah, I really right. love Behold the Devil. That was a wonderful end to the Grendel series. And it's really frustrating because yeah. in the in the books, in the Omnibus, they put it at the end of the first volume, which is Hunter's volume. And it's really annoying because I totally get why they did that because chronologically that's where it should sit. But it very much belongs... Yeah. It's very much... It reminds me a lot of The Man Without Fear, like Frank Miller's Daredevil yeah. origin that is meant to be read at the end because yeah. there's stuff that it's pointing back to that's, that, yeah, you're, that's, that you're going yeah. like, oh, this is where this came from. So you, if you if you read like Man Without Fear before Frank Miller's Daredevil, that's true. you know Daredevil's origin, but like it's referencing... It's deliberately referencing stuff that it assumes you have read. It's breaking yeah. the Empire Strikes Back of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I really because think... Particularly Man yeah. Without Fear because you're like... You, there are no surprises in Frank Miller's Daredevil run if you read Man Without Fear first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, um, oh my god, who's this guy? Oh, that's just Stick. That's yeah, his mentor who leaves him. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think um, Behold the Devil is a lot of the same. So if you do read it, definitely read it after you've read as much Grendel as you can because it co- when it when when the guy shows him when the demon shows him the future of Grendel. Mm. When you've read those stories, you're like, oh my god, you know, like, wow, I know all of that. I know. And the other thing it reminded me of was actually. Um, well, you see, having. Because I read it in the yeah. in order, so I read all the. Sort of yeah, stuff no, me first. too. I read that first. And, and I was like, like don't well, do this, John. <laughs> and I was like, well, there's lots of dudes with lightsabers. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it actually reminded me a lot of um, Metal Gear Solid 4 in, in terms of, like, there's lots of deliberate. Like, very. It uses the fact that it assumes you've read all. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 4's played um, kind of parlance that. It knows that, like, you've read or played these things, and so just with, like, a little bit of imagery, you you, you brought yeah. back all those yeah. emotions from yeah. reading it, and so when it's like, here are all the things, you're just like, whoa, oh my god, that's right, I, this whole huge epic that I've just read, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you read it beforehand, I you're like, what the fuck? I also enjoyed returning to that after I'd finished mm. it, because Wagner, yeah. his great art, was really looking back on oh, yeah. on the weirdness, and one of the, because I think the problem with Grendel is we talked about it a lot before we went to the podcast, because we've had lots of chats, because it mm. just took us on to get through it. Um, one of the interesting things you said to me is that with Grendel, it's not like there's. It feels at times like there's not much purpose to it. Yeah, it's just like, hey, kids, cool stuff. Yeah, uh, it's like <laughs> there's an emphasis on creativity rather than what I would call logic or yeah. or thematic consistency. Yeah, he doesn't really. Um, well, when when he's we're gonna we're yeah. gonna get to all of that like yeah. the future incarnations of Grendel, but mm. it does take very interesting and unusual directions. I feel like he's just telling the story he wants to tell at that particular time. Yeah, but the overall, if you look at Grendel's start to end as one epic, it's like well, there's kind of some stuff. Yeah, I yeah, think when there's a lot of stuff. When he's been asked to sum it up, the kind of the best he comes up with is like it's the study it's a it's a study of aggression. Which yeah. isn't wrong. Like that's yeah. probably the easiest way you could like the same way in your game in Sandman is like, you know, the Lord of Dreams is faced like faced with like he has to change or he he can't like change or not and he makes a choice. Yeah. It's the same kind of like that it does ca- encapsulate everything, but also there's a lot of stuff going on. But because Grendel jumps between characters and mm. time periods and themes mm. and genres and settings, it's, there's not really any kind of stuff. And Grendel as a character goes from being like Hunter Rose, where well, like well, we've covered Hunter, so we may as well move on to Christine Spa, right? Yeah. Where well, let's let's talk more about the crossovers. Yes, that's right. Okay, sure. If you want to talk about being yeah, comprehensive yeah, on Hunter Rose. Oh, yeah. true, true, true. So there are two very excellent crossover. Mm. We talked about the Shadow Grendel one mm. which is stunning because Matt Wagner has worked on both characters and understands them intimately and sort of throws yeah. But it's the conviction because he understands the characters well and he can he writes them with just this energy behind them because he knows who they are down mm. to the bones. Yeah. like and he, he throws them together. Yeah and he, he, he's yeah. obviously I mean he yeah. win a lot of the Shadow and he obviously, yeah. obviously he knows Grendel very well so he can just go what would the Shadow act like if he met Grendel? Like he would act like this and it feels authentic rather than, it feels very real. than just kind of being like two action figures being like duh, 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 like, That's actually I really like your action figure metaphor because yeah. a lot of crossovers are like that. Yeah, it's it just feels, literally like it does feel real. Yeah. And because Wagner has also done some excellent Batman work, mm. so Batman Grail, despite having that wonderful noir um, uh, Wagner art, yeah. oh, it's actually so just good. a goddamn amazing Batman story. Yeah, and he, so yeah, yeah. The setup is basically, and I think Grendel basically just goes to Gotham because hey, I want to stir shit because I'm Grendel. Oh, yeah, yep. I think I can't remember why he has some kind of thing yeah. about like oh, he's like oh the like Argent the Wolf has been quiet lately for whatever reason, and he's like I'm bored. I've heard that Gotham City has a pretty, like, full-on guy going on down there, so I'm just going to go and, like, see what I can do. And holy fucking shit, does Gotham City ever have a full-on guy protecting us? I love that, because you wished on a cursed monkey board, didn't you, Grendel? (laughs) Um, So Batman breaks his arm and unmasks him, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, And all this other stuff. Um, But Grendel is wearing face paint. He is wearing face paint underneath, it's true. Because they they do need to... They do need to... He sticks his tongue out of Batman, which is wonderfully juvenile. They do. They need to... They do try to balance it um, by basically... They can't let sort of... They need to... Because in a real Batman comic, Batman would just 
Lock, well, lock well, you can't, well that's the thing. He can't, he can't win in Lock Grendelar because that kind of yeah. kills I like Grendel's future thing, and also Grendel's yeah. real main nemesis is Arjun, not Batman. Yeah, but it kind of it, it, so it's like Grendel and Hunter Rose at the same time, and the yeah. world's greatest detective doesn't. Hmm, I wonder if that conspicuously evil young man that just yeah. came to my city. <laughs> I might have making also, evil faces yeah. at everyone. I might also add, I love like yeah. um, Wagner's character design for Hunter because not only is Grendel great, but yeah. like Hunter is really good because he has, and they use it in a very clever way throughout the remainder of the series. He has yeah. a streak of white hair going through his the right side of his head. Yeah, and it's it's one of those really great like it just kind of. It, like, in great comic book language, it just tells you something's not quite right about this guy because he's a 20-year-old with a streak of white in his hair and it's not because he's mm. worked hard and it's only on one side. He definitely hasn't worked hard. Yeah, no, no. It's, and it's just like, oh, this is really weird. So I love I love that just, like, there's that graphic shorthand for Hunter's character. But, yeah, I yeah. love it when at the start of uh, Batman Grendel, he and uh, Bruce Wayne both meet in the club and yeah. it's like, and I love how they've both got, like, their, um, I love Wagner how he has the narration of both yeah. of them and Hunter's is, like, the flowing hand writing and Batman's is like you know the data entry computer kind of thing yeah. like that and they're both talking about each other but yeah I, lo- I love the idea of like you know uh, Hunter Rose and Batman meeting because you just realise that like yeah. quite possibly by accident they're like perfect matches for each other yeah and then they're like yeah just they're really so good foils I just feel like mm. the thing that the reason Batman has the advantage in this matchup <laughs> is Batman we're doing, yeah, well that's actually basically it is that the whole Batman's fucking disciplined and hard working yeah. and insanely committed yeah you know he's like he's prepared for this his entire life and under was like derp to derp i'm a crime yeah. lord well, watch yeah. me kill some cops i don't need to plan yeah and i, I love i really yeah. one of the things i really loved was like so basically yeah. in it uh grendel's like he's i mean because you know hunter's not he's not an idiot he's he's, he's often no, very he's arrogant not stupid. he's not yeah. stupid um, yeah. and so he thinks okay well i'm gonna come here and batman if i do something that's not normal batman will know it's me instantly because he you know in and I mean, it's really interesting how Wagner writes. He this pretends part to of the, be the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I love that, like in Wagner's like kind of weird Grendel, realistic Batman, like DC Universe crossover. Like Batman has heard of Grendel, like yeah. because obviously he's a crime lord in New York City, so Batman's yeah. not naive about this. So Grendel's like, okay, he'll know. So yeah, he pretends to be the Riddler, and I yeah. love that the police are fooled, and Batman just looks at the Riddle and is instantly like, "This isn't a Riddler." Like, no, no, where's the charm? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically yeah. style. And it's I, like, is this guy just not yeah. even trying? And I just love that yeah. Wagner is, um, like, I love that he's authentic enough to his own character and to Batman that, like, you know, it would be yeah. so easy as the credit Grendel to make him run circles around Batman and have some kind of contrivance, yeah. have him, you know, Batman win or whatever. But yeah. he just makes it be like, no, Hunter Hunter is arrogant enough to think he can impersonate the Riddler and Batman is instantly like, no, this isn't the Riddler. I, think I know the, the Riddler. At the end of the story, I think he does sort of, because I think even while while Hunter does get yeah. away, there's a sense that Batman just scared him enough. Yeah. <laughs> He left, he left Gotham never to return. Yeah, and I like. Um, I feel like this is why because I feel like this. Okay, this is about this is my mm. how I see Batman. I feel like Batman knows you're doing some shit in New York. That's fine. He's yeah. Gotham's party. You come to Gotham and you start yeah. to cause shit. He's gonna chase you across. Well, the... Well, that, that happens in Wonder Woman, the Hikita, Remember, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's literally he what he does. He goes across the yeah. country to San Francisco and he's like, "Give back this petty thug, Wonder Woman." <laughs> it's like, it's oh, Rachel Gould. So you're in the sur- the desert now. Yeah. That's fine. I'm gonna fucking come yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna get you. And I said that's yeah. where the story where it just kind of ends is like where Hunter is left with his tail between his legs he hasn't really he's mm. kind of hasn't really achieved his objective the way right. he wanted he's a bit scared he realized he's broken his arm yeah. you know he's in a very very close escape from someone who's actually unmasked him mm. and Batman is just like well that was a great fortnight back to back back yeah. to fighting crime in Gotham yeah. I just felt that's the missing scene where basically Batman that's why headcanon Batman literally <laughs> goes to New York <laughs> 
and then just actually just destroys Grendel. Pret- pret- pretends to be a six-year-old girl and then sets up the fight between yeah, Grendel. Yeah, that's, actually, that's exactly what happened. It was, <laughs> it was actually Batman um, impersonating his daughter yeah. and uh, he starts the fight. Between yeah. yeah, I just feel like other than that, it's a really excellent crossover. It's, it's really good. Um, and it's a genuinely stunning story. And I think it's it's great because, I mean, Wagner has his amazing art, but it's really good because it's a crossover in the true sense is that it also reflects, it's not just like Grendel fighting stock Batman. Like, Batman has a lot of really great Batman moments yeah. in as well. And, I, and yeah. it's one of those great things is that because the characters are so well realized, they bounce off each other yeah. really well because um, I really love the effect of, like, there are, so apart, there are kind of four protagonists of the story, so there's Grendel and Batman, and then there are two women who work for uh, Bruce Wayne, essentially, yeah. or connected to him, um, and then also get connected to Hunter. And so you kind of get to see the effect that Hunter and Bruce Wayne slash Batman have on these women and it's yeah. just like Hunter just essentially manipulates people and reduces them to abject terror and Bruce Wayne and Batman give people like really like good courage and it make, makes them feel better about themselves yeah. and it's just one of those great things where yeah. you, instead of telling us Grendel's terrifying you see how people react and they're just like oh my god like this guy just like yeah. he just walks into your house and threatens you and leaves yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it yeah. and he's like he knows everything about you he can manipulate you however he wants and he yeah. just seems to be doing it for it's fun as well it's a really good feminist story as well. Yeah, because yeah. The female characters are really well realized. Yeah, yeah. So Matt Wagner is generally interested in developing that. Yeah, and I think it's really good. And I just love like how um, you know, I mean, I think Matt Wagner does well enough given the fact that obviously he couldn't kill off Commissioner Gordon or Batman. Like you know, when Commissioner Gordon lays a trap for Grendel, and one, it's one of my favorite scenes where Grendel just goes, "Oh well, like okay, so you set a trap with eleven cops, like okay, like and then just kills them all." And he's like, "Oh well," and, and he and he sets that trap for Batman with like the giant falling dominoes, and Batman's like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Like, why is he being so ridiculous about this? Like, yeah. he's devoted, he's." Devoted so much energy and time just like like waylay me for a little bit. Like, I love how Batman is like the most connoisseur at this point. Is like, come on, I fight really the supervillains. I fight, you know. Yeah, they they, they bring their A game. You know? Yeah, this and is like sixties cartoon stuff. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, I'm sorry, Grendel. No, no, and yeah. I, yeah, it's really really good. I love how they have a second Grendel crossover, which we won't get into too much because that actually relates to us. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next Grendel episode. Crossover, but yeah. I like that it it, it yeah. there's a bit of it that's an exhibition about. Uh, supervillains in Gotham City. Yeah. And I love that, like, they actually include Grendel in it, and everyone's, like, a little bit terrified of it because mm. he had such a big power base in New York City, but also because he's this really, like, he's just really ethereal and creepy and mean in ways that you, ways that are hard to articulate. Yeah. You feel really unsettled by him because yeah. he's just a person that's, he's evil with no reason to be evil, and that kind yeah. of thing is super unsettling. Or at least the joke you can be like, oh, he's chaotic, or, you know, like, he's had a, he's fucked up in the head, or, you know, he's Batman's yin to his yang, and he's a, he's yeah. a crazy guy who's reacting, or yeah. the riddle just likes to tell riddles, but Hunter's just like, no, I just like to hurt people, and that's why I do what I do. And he could he could change the world for the better, but he doesn't want to, because he'd much rather get his rocks off he does being fit, a supervillain. He, he does fit surprisingly well into the Batman Rogues gallery. He really does. A little bit of tweaking, he could be a regular Batman. Yeah, Batman. absolutely. But I think, I think what yeah. makes him so vicious... Yeah. would be and so memorable would kind of unfortunately yeah. exclude him forever like you know like for yeah. being there for all the time because the fact that he just kills everyone who goes against him yeah. like you know and, it would, and I think it would also like defeat like it would it would introduce problems where it's like you know why doesn't Superman come and stop the Joker oh well maybe he's too random but Grendel they, is literally um, just like a crime lord they, did, they, like, they <laughs> did do a funny Superman Joker story the Joker basically comes to Metropolis yeah. and tries to cause hijinks so Batman just, Superman just shows up and laughs at his jokes and the Joker's like why are you laughing <laughs> Like, oh, like it was actually a pretty funny line. Uh, sorry, now I've diffused all of your bombs while you were distracted. 
<laughs> That's great. So, I, yeah. Yeah, I can see why yeah. they wouldn't want to push him too far because yeah. Hunter is too powerful on his own that, like, the fact that Within he gets so powerful... Within the context of his own world. Yeah. Because he'd yeah, struggle exactly. in the DC universe. He would, he, would get, he would get wrecked. Although, I would love to see he'd him... He'd become like, a Green Arrow villain. Yeah, yeah. Would, That's how, oh, that's no. how it would be. How dare he'd you? be on the Green Arrow TV yeah. series. I'd, I'd lo- I would love a joke, though, about something about, like, Lex Luthor loving one of Hunter Rose's books or something yeah. like that. Like, just a little, like... Oh, yeah. God, I just reread Avengers Forever and there was a very mischievous... There were lots of mischievous DC references. Oh, really? Yeah, because there was actually a panel which showed a scene from the Superman... Spider-Man crossover with yeah. Doctor Octopus rescuing Lex Luthor from jail, <laughs> and in Kurt Busiek's um, notes for it, yeah. it was like, "Yes, Doctor Octopus with some mysterious ball pan." <laughs> That's great. Who could that be? <laughs> but yeah, so I think yeah. I, know, I think it's it's easy to show how much yeah. how interesting Hunter is as a character, and he's definitely the most yeah. he's definitely the easiest Grendel to get into in terms of like understanding the character, primarily because he's the first. Yeah. So. You, all, all the other Grenels, you do need to know about the previous ones to some extent to kind of make sense of why they are the way they are or yeah. why people are reacting to them the way they are. Yeah. Um, but because Hunter's kind of like the ground zero of reading Grendel, yeah. it's super easy to get into. And look, yeah. you can get copies of the hardback of uh, Devil by the Deed for like $10 on eBay. So yeah, yeah. so I would definitely, if you're a little bit interested in getting into Grendel, I would recommend just getting that because the only thing against the omnibuses that I don't like is that they are quite small and for some of the art, that's not a huge issue. Like, I wouldn't... That's actually a good point. I wouldn't yeah. need, like, um, yeah. the art for, like, not, Christine's very, cast off. They're very thick. Yeah. But at the same time, they are... Is, what's the format? The, oh, it's, like, smaller than a trade paper. Smaller than a trade. So yeah, they're, they're digest digest yeah, yeah. Digesty. Almost, yeah. Almost, yeah. So, um, Matt Wagner, whenever he's doing art, that deserves yeah. to be seen full-sized. I would that's understand. true. And you can get Matt Wagner's... Uh, the art of Matt Wagner's going to which John which is, is lovingly stroking there. Uh, uh, I don't know why <laughs> Lovingly stroking us. Yeah, but like that's... Rose's skull. <laughs> yes. It has magic yeah. powers. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, so you can, or you can pick up the Shadow Grendel one if you're interested in the Shadow as well, because that's yeah. one of the more recent high I'd actually recommend the Shadow Grendel because it's a very good primer. It's a fantastic story. Yes. Yeah. And you see Hunter challenged in ways you actually don't get to see as well yeah. stuff. Yeah. Hunter falls in love with a girl. Yeah. Because she's evil. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. And then he's yeah. just like, oh, and I just love, yeah, when, yeah. when all of that stuff happens. And he's like, okay, fine. You know. Um, but yeah, yeah so I, I really like Hunter. I think he's really interesting. I'm, I'm amazed, I'm amazed that we don't see more of him. Like he always, he always feels, it feels a bit like he's on the cut, like he's just a little too niche to kind of burst into the mainstream the same way that like, say even people like mm. Usagi Ujimbo did. Like just because he's a very, very adult character in terms of like his, his, um, wishes and pursuits yeah. are very like not suitable for kids. I'm very surprised all. that there's never been a Grendel movie. Or an animated series. Like, well, like, I don't need Grendel. Well, when I, say I don't fucking need Grendel, the animated sorry, series. When I say Grendel, yeah, yeah. I animated, sorry, what I mean is that like, you know, yeah, I, I can understand, yeah, yeah, I can understand people like being like, oh yeah, like, oh, do we really want to stink $50 million into a live action Grendel film? But like, I don't know how, how much animation costs, but yeah. it would cost a lot less than that and if it would it, be very, like, you could just do a half now Devil uh, by the To me, it feels like it's almost a no-brainer to do a Grendel movie. Mm. And there actually have been, it's been in one of those projects where it's been <laughs> optioned occasionally. Oh, really? Talks, yeah. But nothing's materialised. Which is weird, because it's Devil, very weird, Devil it's, by the Deed is, yeah. like, it's just, like, you didn't even, you wouldn't even have to do the legacy stuff, or, you yeah. know, like, because that gets pretty weird. It feels but, like this is, you just adapt this to a film pretty easily. Yeah, but it does have a pretty downer ending, like, in terms of yeah. everybody loses, except for the evil guy who dies, now, but he's happy because Now he's I evil. don't actually want to see a Grendel movie because they're like, oh no, but you see, he really gets into crime because unless there's a child. Oh, no, that would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, that would be. Like, you're right, I don't feel like terrible. he's too, too unreservedly a heel for them to actually just run with him the way is. they need to they need to clean him up a bit like Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange right? yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and he, and this thing he's not even like Doctor Doom he's like I'm evil but I also wish to protect my people it's just like no I'm just evil 
because yep. I'm I not even because he hates people. He just he's just evil because it's fun. And yeah. it's not even like the fun kind of, you know, like normal comic book cartoony evil. It's like the robbing people of their hopes and dreams kind of evil, you know. Like yeah. Hannibal Lecter would be like, I like this guy kind of evil, you know. Like yeah, they is. both have that similar like, oh just fuck with people for fun. Like you don't do that. But and, it's fun. Like, and at least Hannibal Lecter's hungry. You know? <laughs> he has an identifiable of like mm, I am a bit hungry. He has an identifiable need to Or in the Hannibal series he actually cares for Will Graham however in fuck whatever fucked up way he does. Yeah. He still is like, I want Will Graham to be his true self, whereas Hunter's like, I just wanna be I just wanna do what I wanna do. Well, I think we've, we've talked about Hunter Rose, but let's um let's move on to the first of the series of disappointments. Well, actually, I was going to say we're almost at an hour. So oh no, we might gonna... we might have to bring. Oh, we'll, we'll do the bridge oh my God. into Christine's. Oh, we'll do the bridge into Christine's bar. Yeah. This is the fascinating thing is that essentially we've talked a lot about Hunter Rose, but as I said, Hunter Rose starts it off and then he's returned to it at the end for all the yeah. stories chronologically. <laughs> However. If you were a guy reading Grendel back in the 80s, you mm. would have read Devil by the Deed. Yeah. Maybe you've read, like, there was a three-issue series well before that, yeah. which hasn't really been republished much. <laughs> um, it's like a proto-attempt mm. at Grendel. And then it's like you launch straight into the legacy. It's like the, mm. like the second-ever Grendel story, literally, is um, someone else adopting his mantle. Yeah. And that's his biographer, the lady that yeah. actually writes a biography of Grendel, the daughter of the... Daughter of Stacy, what's-her-face. Yeah, so Grendel's yeah. adopted granddaughter, so to speak. Who just, whose life just gets worse. Her life, yeah, like her kid gets abducted by a kabuki vampire. Oh, no, 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 so, so, so Stacy, who's the, yeah. Stacy, who's the girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stacy's Yeah, so she basically, worse. like, yeah. everyone just but treats her like an odd, oh, sorry. That's filled in actually quite later, though, is that... Is the Chris thought it was put no, in no, before Christine's it is um, collected that way. Oh, right, yes. But, but the Tim Sale story is actually ah. about 2,000. Oh, really? So it's well after everything really? else that's oh, happened. Damn. So the, that gap is filled in later. Ah, okay. That's right, because um, Stacey's life kind of sucks, but her daughter yeah. um, basically seems like becomes like 80s chick. Yeah, she's very. She, she does. She's very eighties. The pops up called eighties. But it's set in the goddamn future. The first page has a flying car, so we go straight from a noir crime saga mm. to flying goddamn cars so in, you, uh, in must the be future. About 20, 20, 30, Because if you think like so, yeah. So Christine's full grown, yeah. And then if you think like maybe like you know Stacy had to grow to full age to have a child, yeah. Grendel is set roughly in the, and Hunter's roughly in the nineteen eighties, yeah. Um, so it's about forty years on top of that. So it's yeah. about twenty thirty, twenty five. Yeah, roughly then. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually fascinating to me is that if you were reading Grendel at the time, it would have immediately been this weird two thousand, almost verging on two thousand AD ish society. Yeah, it's like well, all the cops are one corporation. There's a big problem with Esco Esco immigrants, <laughs> and a a Kabuki vampire has kidnapped your child. Yeah. yeah. And Therefore, you need to basically adopt Grendel's mantle and, yeah. being less powerful than Hunter Rose, go off on a campaign of revenge as kind of as a pretty much standard anti-hero, at least at the start. Yeah, I think that's the thing because Christine yeah. she she writes about Hunter Rose and basically that's how she makes her money because you know she's like I'm the she's the granddaughter of Grendel essentially, yeah. so she can kind of get away with the authenticity and you know it's it's a draw because people are like oh my god this is you know his granddaughter yeah. essentially writing about her, uh, writing about him, mm. um, and she's had access to all these private diaries yeah. and stuff like that, which kind of comes into play a bit later um, but basically yeah she's just like living life in the 2035s doing whatever yeah. and then her son um, she gets introduced to a kabuki troupe um, this is um, and then it's like oh her son's like oh yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with them later um, and then he gets abducted by no, no, oh, no sorry the, 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 the kabuki vampire, that's right yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah uh, who is not yet the pope by the way <laughs> yes, that's amazing s- no no who is not yet the pope but the kabuki vampire uses yeah. his vampire hypnosis that's to right, steal yeah, a child yeah, yeah. And the storytelling for me in these stories is very weird because mm. it doesn't follow the rhythms you would sort of expect. No, it's really disconcerting. It feels like, really yeah, weird. Yep, your child's been kidnapped and is probably dead, and yep, that's you fought the vampire, and now 
Yep, we're just moving yeah, on. And what, what what you would expect? I would expect a little bit more grief for yeah. insanity from her. <laughs> yeah, what what yeah. what you kind of what I expected happened was basically she's like, oh, you know, like he's been kidnapped. I'm going to become Grendel because yeah. you know she knows where Hunter's yeah. like where his actual electric fork because his fork is electric. Yeah, he's like electric fork and stuff is. Um, and I'm going to go rescue my son. I'll kill the vampire and then I'll become Grendel, but I'll be a better version of Grendel. But no, um, I mean sp- full spoilers. <laughs> she just rocks up. Vampire, no, vampires kill her son, um, and she's like, I'm gonna get that bastard. It's okay, because I'm gonna blow up your tour bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that, like, as the series slowly goes on, you can see the white streak starting to appear in her hair. Well, no, because she, she dyes her hair and she washes that's it out. That's right, so yeah, yeah. And then she has a very emotional moment late in the series, and the white streak spontaneously appears. Yeah. And so when Wagner's dying, it's just that Grendel is a spirit mm. of evil that just moves from person and to person. It's really subtle as well, because she's not like, yeah. you know, oh my god, I've become Hunter. Da, da, da. Well, no, because she actually fully embraces because mm. the Grendels basically do embrace the legacy mm. and she is like a, it's like it's the drive it's the determination it's the it's yeah the she, she to wants strike it. and shine yeah is that she wants that power yeah. for what she wants to do and um and, and then it, she's like hey wouldn't it be cool if I killed a bunch of cops as well yeah 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 and, and, I, <laughs> and the, the Grendels never shy away even Grendel Prime and they're mm. getting very very far away by the end of it he's like just killing kids for funsies because that's what to do because greater good yeah yeah um, um, it's like they're, they're all pretty awful like the the, the 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 anarchist Grendel murders a kid very early on mm. it's like they never shy away from Grendel just being awful even in the slightly more heroic incarnations yeah and I th- and, and yeah so with Christine basically yeah, she goes up against the vampire but it doesn't really work out well for her because he's a fucking and I really love how Wagner writes like he's just like he's just a vampire but he's a horribly powerful vampire so of course you can't but he's throwing vampires into this for yeah some I, I love that and that's, that's part of the scattergun feeling of Grendel particularly when you get past really the surprising is. unity of the Hunter Rose stuff. It's just like, okay, are you ready for more random shit? Are you ready for a vampire colony ready? in Las Vegas? In the year are you ready for, yeah, <laughs> are you ready for vampire colonies in Las Vegas? Are you ready? For, this is almost a good teaser for next episode. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready for a vampire pope? And yes, it is the Catholic Church. The vampire pope is trying yes, to destroy it is the, the Catholic, sun. Who's yeah. trying to blow up the sun for reasons? Are you ready for Star Wars, which is also so, Game of Thrones? Are you ready for our hero to be a man who sleeps with his two sisters and everyone's fine with that? Like, because that's just the way shit rolls yeah. after the new apocalypse yeah. are you ready for Grendel to become a commodity and for a group of television executives who are <laughs> yes. trying incredibly fat television executives to start World War 3 just yeah. so they can sell more Grendel shit <laughs> are you ready for any of this well maybe you need to tune in next week yes that sounds really good alright well there you go guys you have the you have the the, uh, the tease for next week but oh, sorry, I should have had a spoiler warning no I? no that's fine yeah. Like, um, but yeah basically I think but I think a lot of the joy of Grendel especially you know I think it's appropriate discussing Hunter Rose. You know a lot of what's going to happen. Like it, the, the the draw of Grendel is never like, oh, I you know I want to see how this turns out in the end. You know, like will Hunter be the hero or will whatever. It's more just like, oh my god, like like you know what in the minutiae is going to happen next. But like how how bad could this get? How terrible is it going to be? So yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty dark. But if you want to check it out, definitely pick up Devil by the Deed. I'm not sure if you can get it digitally or how you could. Um, you can probably get it digitally from Dark Horse or something like that. It's but, probably a comic solution. Um, but yeah, it's very very small. Um, you could read it in like you know an afternoon, no worries. Um, and yeah, it's very. If you like that, read more. Um, if you don't like that, listen next week because there might be some Grendel stuff that you do like. If you don't like Art yeah, Deco, that's a, that's a, that's noir a villains, you, you don't like. like 
exactly. might like Grendel Khan fighting the Vampire Pope. You, you, <laughs> might, you, might, you might like a very detailed story of world conquest, yeah. you know, that involves using psychic powers to make cocaine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to make cocaine pass politically sensitive messages. I'm just saying, you might enjoy some of that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, All right. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening, and we'll see next time, same, same Grendel time, same, same Grendel, Grendel channel. channel. <laughs>